Welcome back to There Are Lots of Things, a show where we hang out in your earbuds and talk about all of the things. I'm April. And I'm Maddie. So, what are we going to talk about today, Maddie? Well, April, there are lots of things. And did you know... (laughs) (laughs) um, Do you know what it means to slide in on a shrimp sandwich? Hmm. Shrimp are a little bitty... Buggers. (laughs) Buggers. <laughs> Sliding in on a shrimp. Do people eat shrimp sandwiches? I'm sure there's somebody out there that has to eat a shrimp sandwich for there to be a common phrase about it, right? Yeah. I don't know what that means. This is a Swedish idiom meaning uh, somebody who didn't have to work to get where they are. Oh. Mm-hmm. Those shrimp. You slid in on a shrimp sandwich. You didn't have to work to get here. I could see that, like, I'm shrimp, I'm just hanging out. I didn't work to get on the sandwich. Someone just picked me up and put me on it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess maybe that's (laughs) Is that not what it says in the... It doesn't specify what exactly Uh the origin is. It just, it was just a translation. It's hard to translate. The point is idioms. (laughs) (laughs) What did you call me? (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Well, yeah, idioms, common expressions. Do you have anything that you commonly say? Uh, yeah. I think there are a lot of things that I commonly say. Do you mean like a, like a Mattyism? Yes, like a Mattyism. I feel like you would know that better than I would, don't you think? Yeah, I'm trying to think of things I've picked up on that you say via this podcast. And none of them are coming to my head right now. Hmm. You're, the way you say okay is really funny. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's a <laughs> Maddie-ism or not. And then oh, you say something that I've picked up on. I can't remember what it is. I'm having a bad brain day today. <clears throat> I am too. I know that I say I agree quite a bit, but I don't think that's an idiom. I think that's just a normal yeah. part of the English language. Do you have any idioms that you say while you're driving? Like, is there anything that you consistently say while you drive? Like, constantly while I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> right foot on the gas. Right foot on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. So, for example... Yeah. <laughs> I say you only get one lane, asshole, mm. when people are driving in multiple lanes. I also say things like green means go when people aren't I see. going. Yeah. So, well, sometimes I'll say stop texting. I don't know if that's an idiot. <laughs> it's an idiotism. <laughs> well, you know, haven't you noticed that nowadays people will stop at red lights for way longer, like... The light turns green and people just are not paying attention. You're stuck at green well, lights forever. I'm wondering if people are paying attention and there's so many people running red lights these days that they're like, oh, let me make sure. That's let true. Sure. That's a good point. I feel like that's a big problem in Louisville. Yeah. We're also getting off on a tangent. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Let's talk about the origin of common expressions. Oh, let's do it. Like, specifically the origin of the word common expressions or some common expressions that we have picked out. And we will tell you, the listener, the origin of. Wouldn't it be odd if I said no the first one? <laughs> <laughs> it would be, because I don't have the notes for that. That would be a short podcast, probably. Probably. Well, Maddie. Yes? You're the apple of my eye. Oh, thank you. Same. 
Same. <laughs> Hashtag same. Um, do you know that is a common expression? I did know that, yeah. Do I've heard s- it before. Do you call anybody the apple of your eye? Uh, you. Oh, Every okay. time I say goodbye to you, Aww. I say I whisper it. Okay. Um, do you, do you know anything about this expression? Not before beginning to read the notes that you've made. Okay. Well, it does mean to cherish someone. Mm-hmm. But it didn't always mean that. Really? No, no, no. So... <laughs> Yes. Do you have pupils? <laughs> I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> so, so your pupil uh-huh. used to be referred to as an apple. Okay. Or an apple as a pupil. Um, Next time I go to the ophthalmologist, I'm going to say goodbye. Dial- you check my apples <laughs> to dilate my apples today. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um this has been one of those days. So the earliest known appearance of this was said by King Alfred of Wessex. Did I say that correctly? Wessex. 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 Wessex called Gregory's Pastoral Care. That was the work. Oh, that was the work that he, he did this, yeah. yes. Um, and pupil of the eye um, was was referred to in this original work, but it appeared as apple of the eye hmm. and was later changed for the translation. So I guess, like, the pupil can look like an apple. The word or like, the actual thing? The actual thing, like, it's round, much like an apple. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So I think that that's... If you saw someone who had a red pupil... Mm, well, is it the pupil that's red or just the eye? Like, people with blue eyes, when you take those pictures, your eyes are red? Is it the whole eye? I don't know. Do you have blue eyes, don't you? I do. What pictures are you talking about? Like, when you take pictures with flash, like... I don't know if it happens on digital cameras anymore, but... Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what what that is. Red eye, I believe. Yeah, but it's it only is, like, on people with blue eyes. Is that true? Ooh. It is the pupil. It's an apple in the eye. I'll be damned. Yeah, it's something with the light and the way that your eye takes in the light. That's a horrific picture right there on the... Left. Yes, all of it is. So, I had no idea that was only people with blue eyes. I think so. Or maybe just, like, not brown eyes. So I think people with green eyes also can suffer from this. <laughs> I've also never considered it to be something I suffer <laughs> from, but learning all kinds of things. Yep. Anyways, apple of the eye. Did you know that the saying also appeared in A Midsummer Night's Dream by Shakespeare? I did not know that. It's true. Oberon, who's the king of the fairies, said, Flower of this purple dye hit with Cupid's archery sink an apple of his eye. Right in the pupil. Right in the freaking pupil. Well, how about the term under the weather? I feel under the weather a lot in Louisville. Yeah. It's probably the weather that's making you feel that way. Oh, probably. Uh, well, it's an English phrase 
that means someone is feeling sick or sad. Yeah. It's interesting because this one, like several that we might talk about, has a nautical or seafaring origin. Mm-hmm. The website, the phrase, fa- the phrase finder, finder. <laughs> mentions that in older times, when a sailor was feeling seasick. In older times, <laughs> in the old times. <laughs> in old, in the oldie times, <laughs> when a sailor felt seasick, he was sent below deck so he could get away from the harsh weather. That's very interesting. According to another source, <laughs> a book called Salty Dog Talk, Ooh. The Nautical Origins of Everyday Expressions by Bill Beavis mm. and Michael Howarth, this phrase originally meant to feel seasick. I am very interested in that book, Salty Dog Talk. I'll get it for you for Christmas. Thank you. It sounds like a radio show, a morning radio show by pirates. I think we should change our um, podcast name right here, right now, to Salty... What does it say? Salty Dog Talk. Salty Dog Talk. Salty Dog Talk. (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) Can we change it to Cat? Salty Cat Talk? I think bitch makes sense. Oh. Because we're... Bitches. Because we're females. (laughs) We're bitching. All right, this podcast, man, it's gone. It's gone. Season two, man. <laughs> we said we were going to tighten it up, but we just got all loosey goosey. Oh, shoot. We did say we were going to tighten it up. Um, speaking of cats, <laughs> I let the cat out of the bag. Oh, whoopsies. Um, which I have used this phrase before. Yeah. Meaning to like let out a secret or, right. like, you know, tell someone something that either wasn't supposed to be said. Or said it was said early. Um, so 250 years ago is where this phrase started. The origins of this phrase. Um, there's a couple of theories on where this came from. So one of them oh. is... Excuse me? I said, oh. Oh. Yes. So one of these... I didn't think you would like this one. Did you read it before? No. Yeah, I I thought about not including it. It's okay. But one theory has to do with uh, merchants who were looking to make some coin and or money <laughs> <laughs> by selling piglets. We don't know what the piglets were used for. Probably, um, gro- probably growing them up to eat them. Okay. Well, it's not going to go there. But the young pigs that were sold... Um, were put into bags for the customers to take home, as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but these merchants, they were devious. And they're like, you know, I'm going to put a cat in the bag instead. <laughs> and so when, I guess, the customer wasn't looking, he would swap out the pig for a cat. And then the customer, unbeknownst to what was going on, didn't check the bag, didn't check his goods prior to leaving the store. Or cart, wherever these pigs were being sold. Mm -hmm. And he would get home and he would open the bag and quite literally let the cat out of the bag. I don't know about you, Manny. 
I don't think a cat would stay quiet in a bag long enough for you to not know. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> if it was, I mean, I almost think this would only make sense if they were dead piglets that they were selling. Oh. But I don't know why they would sell dead piglets. Okay, I don't like this anymore. There's a second theory. Um, which is also nautical in theme, I think, right? Mm-mm. No? It is not nautical in theme. For some reason, I thought it was. Anyways. Oh, it is. Sailors. Oh, my bad. Um, so they used to have this multi-tailed whip that was ca- called a cat o nine tails I guess it had nine whips on it. Um, nine tails on the whip. So... Shortened, it was called the cat, and this whip was used for physical punishment. Not as, still not as fun as the, well, neither of these are fun. <clears throat> this is not a fun phrase. Stop saying it. <laughs> uh, but this cat was kept in a bag. Uh huh. And I guess w- for punishment, when the sailors were acting out, they would take the cat out of the bag and then whip the sailors. Golly. Yep. I'm not sure how the first one makes more sense for it to be known as, like, a secret. I got a secret for you. <laughs> it's a whip. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Well, do you know the ropes when it comes to podcasting? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Someone who knows the ropes is a person who has a fundamental, fundamental, fundamental understanding of how something works. They're familiar with it. They know the ins and outs. I would say at this point, we know the ropes. I would say yes. The phrase know the ropes does likely have a nautical origin. There's so many nauticalness with all of this. salty dogs and their salty language. Is it because people were always at the sea? They just kind of developed their own weird way of talking. I wonder if it's like you have to shorten things because you're like in a – because military, a lot of idioms come from military situations too. So I wonder if you're just like constantly in a high-pressure situation. And you're just randomly saying things? (laughs) No, that you're like like shortening common phrases, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, short-order cooks and stuff. Like restaurants have that kind of – Yeah. Their own little language too, and I think it's just like – Quick. Yes. Okay. I see. So, the phrase... What? No, no, nothing. Do you have something to say? Okay. (laughs) So, if someone knows the ropes, I've already explained it. You you know the ropes of what that means. It probably comes from sailors sailing the seas on their ships. The phrase, know the ropes. Yep. This has a nautical origin, likely. Likely nautical. When it comes to wind-powered ships, ropes or lines are important for navigating through the sea. I know the way. Moana. Moana. Many of these lines are attached to the sails of the ship and are used to control the shape of the sail and how the vessel moves around the water. So... Ropes are an integral part of sailing, and if a sailor is going to be frequently using them, he would need to be familiar with, he or she would need to be familiar with how they function. Yes. They also have to know how to tie knots and such. Knowing the ropes. Moana. Moana. Learned the ropes. He did learn the ropes. 
Um, that yeah. one makes sense to me. That one makes a lot of sense. If, if you were going to be proficient in something, you should know what it is you're trying to be proficient in. And if sailing means you need to know what ropes are and how to use them, then knowing the ropes makes sense. Yes. Do you know that you said you know the ropes in podcasting? I think anything else you know the ropes in? Yeah, dance. Dance. Right, writing. I mean, my job, I know the ropes in my job. Heard that. All right. Maddie. Yes. I have a cup of joe. Nice. I also provided you with a cup of joe this morning. I know, I drank it. Oh, I haven't finished mine yet. Do 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 you call your coffee a cup of joe? No. Do you know the commercial of you killed the Joe, you make some mo? You know that baby? <laughs> no. No? I've never heard that All right, before. well, I'll let you listen to it after okay. this. Jared and I say it quite often to each other. Um, but a cup of Joe, this one actually is a really fun origin. A cup of Joe refers to a cup of coffee. Okay. I think there is a couple of theories on it. So one of them is... Josephus. Is that how you would say that? Josephus? I've never heard that name before. I haven't either. Josephus Daniels. He, you wouldn't think this would become nautical, but it has. (laughs) He was uh, Secretary of the Navy, and he banned U.S. Navy ships from serving alcoholic beverages in the year 1914. This ban led to sailors consuming more coffee. Among other drinks. What other drinks? Um, probably like water, soft drinks, maybe juices. People drink juices. People, not me. <laughs> um, but since Josephus Daniels was responsible for this ban, he is um, thought to be partly blamed for the growing intake of coffee that the sailors drank, and they nicknamed it after him, thus, A Cup of Joe. Joe being short for Josephus, of course. <laughs> Cup of Josephus. <laughs> um, and I don't know why they say this theory is highly, or is considered to be unlikely, but I like it. I like that theory a lot. I do too. But there's another theory, Maddie. Would you like to tell people about that? I would, yes. This is mentioned at Snopes, where it's explained that the word Joe can simply mean an ordinary man. For example, an average Joe. Walk away, Joe. Born to be something. Yep. This term is used to describe someone who is thought to uh, to be just kind of an everyday, ordinary person. Thus, nicknaming coffee a cup of Joe would indicate that it's a drink for the common man. Or the average person. Or the average human being. Yeah. You could say a cup of Jane, you know. Because, yeah. uh... Jane Doe. <laughs> Jane Doe. That's horrible. <laughs> this John Doe. It's not even Joe Doe. I realized my mistake after <laughs> I said it, and I was hoping you wouldn't call me on it. I'm going to call it a cup of Jamie. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> I think that idea is barking up the wrong tree. It possibly could be. Probably not. Once I explain what this means, it doesn't quite fit. <laughs> Barking up the wrong tree means that you're making the wrong assumption about something. I feel like this origin is pretty obvious. Yeah. Did you read Where the Red Fern Grows when you were in school? Mm-mm. 
Don't. Okay. You'll cry. Okay. Where the red fern grows is about hunting dogs. Oh. So dogs are uh, used during hunts because they can, you know, smell. Is it about hunting dogs or about dogs that are hunting, like used in hunting? That one. That one, okay. Yeah. A little bit better. I thought it was them going out and... Just shooting dogs? Hmm. No, they're coon hounds. You know, coon hounds are trained to, like, Mm -hmm. get a raccoon up a tree and keep Mm -hmm. them there. Uh, Anyway, as I just explained, (laughs) dogs will chase an animal up a tree, and then once the animal's stuck up there, they just kind of bark at it, and then the hunter can go kill it. Yes. But if it's a dumb, dumb dog, they might bark. <laughs> dumb, dumb dog. <laughs> might bark at a tree that doesn't have an animal on it. Then the hunter would go over and say, hey, dummy. Hey, you dummy. <laughs> You're barking at the wrong tree. Have we ever considered that the dog was actually smart and into animal rights? You know what? Probably. And was just trying to Bar- throw his own Barking around. up the right tree. Yeah. Changing that that compassionate comment. dog. There we go. That's why we love dogs so much. Well, do you want to close it out? Yeah. And then we have some fun bonus content. <laughs> yeah, we do. It's almost as fun as sliding on a shrimp sandwich. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's close it out. All right. Well, Maddie, yes. that about does it for today on There Are Lots of Things. We really appreciate you hanging out with us on Season 2. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, make sure to visit us on social media. We're on Facebook at talent.podcast. That's probably right. And we're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Just just look us up. You'll find us. We're there. We're there. And if you can't find us, go to our website, therealotsofthings.com. Mm-hmm. And our handles are at the bottom of the page. Yes. You can also check out our blog when you go over to that website. We have some fun content coming your way all season. And what else is on our website? Do we have anything else at school? We have a link to our Threadless shop yes. if you want some swag. Some cool swag. We have at least one design, two designs. One is our logo, our awesome logo, and then mm-hmm. the other one is uh, a very fun Helvetica shirt that we came up with. Which you can buy in black or white. Print. Yes. So, technically three designs. You can buy in many different colors, I think. Yes. In terms of the actual shirt. Yes. We are on all kinds of different platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. We are there in your earbuds. So go and subscribe Mm -hmm. so you can get your content right away. Leave a review if you haven't already. We'd really appreciate that. It really helps us out. Helps people to find us. Yeah. All right. Some bonus content. Now, Maddie... Yes. I found this. We were going to include this bonus content in, um, no, you said not to write any out. So this bonus content, we are going to go in blind. Mm-hmm. And I had already read the first two, which we won't do. Okay. Um, and when you said that we were going to go in blind and 
tell each other what the phrase was, and then we'd have to guess. I thought you were going to say it in the language. That would have been very challenging. And I was like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to say I don't know on all of these. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not. What you meant to do was to tell us what the literal translation of this Mm -hmm. common expression, Mm -hmm. and then each of us are to guess what it actually means. Correct? Correct. That That is correct, yes, 100%. So I think we could do... um, a couple of these? Yeah. All right. You hit me with one since I asked you the trivia question. And I immediately went to, to slide in on a shrimp sandwich, so let me... Maddie. Yes? The hen sees the snake's feet, and the snake sees the hen's boobs. <laughs> is that real? <laughs> yep, it is um, Thai. The snake... No, the... The, the hen, hen sees, sees the snake's feet... feet. And the snake sees the hen's boobs. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This meaning is very funny. Uh, Okay, let me think for a second. So snakes don't have feet. So the hen is fooling herself. And... Does the hen have boobs? Let me give you a hint. Okay. <laughs> this phrase could, <laughs> This phrase could um describe you and John. <laughs> Wait, what? Describe me and John. There's mm-hmm. a, a difference in height? No. Okay. You want me to tell you? Yeah, I guess. It means two people know each other's secrets. Oh, I see. That makes sense now. (laughs) All right. How about you can sharpen an axe on top of his head? Hmm. Is it something about, like, not being the sharpest tool or not being smart? It's a Russian idiom that means he's a very stubborn person. Okay. So you can just kill the person? <laughs> I don't know if that's what it means or if it's like they're hard-headed. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> that's what I imagined it probably meant. Sneak season. This is French. Okay. And the literal translation is to jump from the cock to the donkey. Switch positions. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I guess kinda. <laughs> uh, to jump from the cock to the donkey. To I don't know. Set it, set your sights on something larger. No. Oh. Um, it means to keep changing topics without logic in a conversation. Okay. That makes sense. I guess jumping from cock to donkey. How about the pussy cat will come to the tiny door? <laughs> um, these are hard. Yeah. Can we have what is the origin of that one? What country? Croatia. Okay. Can I get any kind of like small hint? 
What does the door symbolize? Or is that a large head? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know that the door is symbolizing anything in particular. So a cat goes up to a small door. Well, the cat is obviously large. And so it can't get through the door. And so it doesn't know what it's trying to do. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> no, the answer is essentially what goes around comes around. Oh, that makes no sense. That makes zero sense. I don't like that one. Uh, all right, last one. Okay. Do you think you'll know anything to do with Japan? Probably. Well, all of them have to do with cats. I think I read a couple of the Japanese ones when right. I was looking for a trivia question. JK. Um, it's a roll with butter. It's delicious. Perfect. Or easy. Or easy, yeah. It's easy. That's what it means. It's really easy. Putting butter on a roll. Sometimes that's not easy. easy. It depends on how warm the butter is. Right, exactly. Yeah. I hear you on that one. All right. All right, well, is that all we got? I think it's all we got. All right, well, Maddie, until next week. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers.